You are listening to You Heard It Here Second. New episodes are released on DerekAndSteve.com and on iTunes as well. Just search for Derek and Steve or You Heard It Here Second and make sure to subscribe today. But you moved away and and now I produce three podcasts instead of one. So it's kind of strange for me. I left a big void in your life. I don't understand. (laughs) I don't really understand how that happened. Derek and Steve present. These aren't the world's hottest pepper fries. They're just a little bit less hot than that. This is my favorite, actually. Uh, and just being honest about it, this person sucks. I played him two years in a row. He sucks. I'm going to say this is Andrew Luck. No. No. I wish it was Andrew Luck. That's, I, I'm in the middle as far as like what I other people I know. So and scarier babies. Even scarier babies than me. You heard it here second. Hello and welcome back to You Heard It Here Second, episode 114. I am Derek alongside Steve. Steve, what is going on? Derek... I really love the new intro. <laughs> I'm very, very happy that you mixed it up. We only had to practice um, it a couple times. You, I, I want you to put in the... I, we need to have a blooper reel because yeah, yeah, you yeah. messing up on that was one of yeah, the funnier yeah. things. Put, that put, put down in your time. notes for, for the for the timestamps. Put down in your notes um, blooper of 114 because I have that recording I can, still. So I can do that right now. Make sure you put that down there. Um, yeah. So yeah, so it's uh, episode 114, if you heard it in a second, we've, uh, like we promised you, we have been working through some of our technical difficulties, and I think that Steve's mic right now sounds pristine, almost as if you might say he is in the room with me, but he is a very, very long way away from me, so that's uh, steps in the right direction, if you ask me. Silver smooth, let, <laughs> let my voice wash over you with the new mic. <laughs> so uh, the new mic this time leveraged without the network connection, but instead with two local recordings combined as one. This is next level podcast stuff. So uh, well, it only took 114 episodes. <laughs> it's, it's all it took. <laughs> it's all it took. So uh, this is you heard it your second episode 114. Welcome to any new listeners we have. Uh, as you heard in the intro, uh, DerekAndSteve.com has the info uh, that you need for this podcast. And at some point, I was saying to Steve, we might be redirecting DerekAndSteve.com to a more simplified kind of like blog style feed of the podcast because it'll be easier for us to manage. So you might yeah, see, you might Derek, see some changes there, but yep. Derek's got a grand scheme to build basically a podcast empire. Some people um, are excited. To, yeah. <laughs> it's off to a good start. We've, I actually listened to the, um, so we've, for the listeners, obviously you know that we've separated the BC segment, but I listened to that one separately with, with another one of, uh, our, our co-host or guests from last, um, well, when when did you record? A couple days ago? Yeah, yesterday, uh, two days ago. Sunday. It was or no, I guess it was yesterday. It, yeah, Monday, Labor Day. Yeah. And it sounded great. I was yeah. an objective listener. I was just a a fan listening <laughs> in to a podcast, and it was great. I really yeah. enjoyed it. So I think this is a good idea. So, yeah, and, and uh, I think on, and we we had talked board. too about uh about kind of more digestible segments or uh, chunks kind of of episodes, and you know on Monday for instance, Monday morning I was like, hey, you know. We really should break down that BC game. I texted Steve, see if he was available. He wasn't around. And so I was I like, said, all right, well, you not know. Not for you. <laughs> it's like, no, bro, I'm too busy for that. And uh, <laughs> and so, you know, I grabbed two other BC hosts that I knew. And, and the thing with the BC podcast is we have a lot of people that want to be involved with that. So, you know, just quickly get one out there. And then, you know, we could always do another one later in the week or, you know, just kind of a rotating set of hosts, you know, will be able to get us cool. out quicker. So, uh, so definitely uh, well, go do, check out Around the Rest. Yep. Do the little, yeah, I was going to say, do the little identifier. Do we have uh, three podcasts? This is the one that I'm part of. You heard it here second. Yep. Um, Derek has two others. It's a Boston sports podcast and a BC podcast. And Derek, where can they all be found? They can all be found at aroundthehub.boston. Uh, there's a new link at the top of that website. That That's Boston sports blog that we launched. But at the top, there's now a podcast button. And you'll have all three of those podcasts there, uh, including this one, which uh, can give you bring you to a feed uh, and as well as the links to subscribe on iTunes and Google Play. Uh, this podcast is not yet on Google Play. I'm working on that soon. Uh, the other two, since they were new feeds, I was able to get them into Google Play. This one, we have some work to do to the podcast feed, but that's all technical stuff that nobody cares about. So um, so all three of those are there <laughs> at aroundthehub.boston. Uh, go to the podcast section and please subscribe to all three. Uh, you guys will like it or just subscribe to the ones you like. You know, I don't expect non-Boston fans will subscribe to the forecast, but I know there's a lot of BC people out there. Uh, who have given us good feedback on Around the Reds. So uh, definitely subscribe to those. And, uh, and yeah, that's kind of the way things are trending. So uh, cool. I guess that's well, kind of our opening Should we dive right drive. into You Heard It Here Second? The, re- the reason everyone's here is You Heard It Here Second? <laughs> yes, precisely. So uh, without further ado, let's go into section number one, which is sports. The Monster Jam! 
All right, so sports. Um, we're kicking it off here now. Like we said, we're kind of moving towards the big stories and the national stories in sports rather than being too biased about our own kind of team's interests, I guess. Um, I'm still going to be heavily biased, <laughs> just of, a fair warning. Of course, yeah. that is that is expected. Um, so in sports, we have the Little League World Series. Uh, Hawaii defeats South Korea to win the World Series. Now, how did you watch a lot of this 2018 Little League World Series? Or I honestly didn't hunt? watch any. After <laughs> Big Al, I didn't watch any. I just knew that it happened, and I'm sure a lot of people... Would you have known who won if I didn't no. put this on the template? No, absolutely not. <laughs> yeah, so that's a nice piece of information that I think people... I don't know. It could bring up in conversation yeah. why it beat South Korea. Um, that's all I have to say about it, though. I know nothing <laughs> about it. I don't think we should talk about it. It's just something in sports that happened that people will be happy to hear about, yeah, I'm sure. I am completely on board with that. Uh, Hawaii defeats South Korea, and that is all you need to know about the Little League World Series besides Big Al hitting, I, hitting dingers. I do think that there needs to be more um, like country rooting in the Little League World Series. Like, we should be like, yes, USA brought it home rather than South Korea brought it. I mean, it's, It's I know you play like a huge, huge round robin within the United States to get to whoever plays the international teams. Um, But it should be a bit more like, we did it. Like, we, we, USA brought it home rather than just a headline you, you heard, you hear about it. On you heard it here second episode one fourteen. <laughs> that is a very fair point. Um, so so yeah, I think um, the, it would be nice to see the one thing about the Little World Series that we can add uh, regarding Big Al. Did you see the video with Big Al and uh, Hoskins afterwards when they were at the game together? Did you see that, dude? I saw Big Al's been everywhere. Yeah. He's been on Jimmy Fallon. <laughs> he was with Giancarlo Stanton. He's with Reese Hoskins. He's been everywhere. It's unreal. He was it's with. What's his guts? Noah Syndergaard. He's he's literally been all over the map. He's a famous person now because he yeah. said the word dingers. <laughs> he just said he hits dingers and he's now famous. So uh, pretty wild oh life that, that Big Al is living. So, and it seems like he's enjoying it. He's not like I mean, a lot of kids get like wrapped up in like the oh well, I can't remember the um the girl who pitched um and got famous. Oh yeah, remember yeah, that? Yeah, yeah. And she like if she was on a oh, Wheaties box, she technically a professional, and there was all this drama. Yeah. Big yeah, Al's think, just loving life. Yeah. <laughs> I, I think Davis, some, something just, Davis or her last name, I think. But yeah. yeah. Um, so yeah, Big Al's living large off the Little League World Series, which Hawaii uh, defeated South Korea. So any final thoughts on the Little League World Series? It's kind of that little nugget no, in there. Can't, can't wait for uh, 2019. <laughs> <laughs> Absolutely. Going to watch so much of it next time. Um, so that brings us into the next major topic, which is the you know, the, obviously the big opening weekend of college football. Technically now this was the second weekend, but uh, most first first weekend games were kind of a lot of the lower tier schools. So this is the first big weekend, big cards of college football. Um, across the board, there was a, there was a lot of good action. What, what, what I guess we can kind of start wherever. Um, what jumped out to you is either surprise or kind of uh, caught your eye in opening weekend of college football. Sure. So I've got... Um, some thoughts. My my two big ones are, I think, the obvious ones. I don't know if you have different ones, but Miami and FSU both losing this weekend. Mm, yeah. Um, two formidable opponents. Uh, Florida State lost to Virginia Tech, who was ranked 19, I believe, at the time, and um, Miami yeah. lost to LSU, who was a rank, who was ranked what? 25. Like, yeah. 25. So, so both two top, ranked yeah, teams. Right. Both teams looked way overmatched. Yeah. Um, and something I noticed, and, and this may be reading too much into it, but you can. This is going to be my hot take for the year. Teams like Miami and Florida State. I played on a high school team that was a lot like Miami, and Florida State, where there's there's two types of teams. There's teams that get by on being much better athletes, and then there's teams that get by on being much better coached and being more disciplined. Mm-hmm. Miami and Florida State fall into the former, where they. They recruit really heavily. The guys are mega athletes who can play any position on the field. However, if they if they get the wind knocked out of them in the first quarter, or if their the air deflates from their energy, it's all downhill. Yeah. They are high energy teams, um, and that's not just within games. That's within seasons. So yeah. I wouldn't be surprised if both Miami and FSU, because of these big losses with a lot of hype around the programs, both have really bad seasons. Yeah, I, I, so I agree with that that concept. One thing I'll say about my uh, Florida State watching that game is that, first of all, they, you're right, they got a lot of good athletes in that team. 
a couple of those running backs are unbelievable players from what I saw. Mm-hmm. Florida State's O-line looked absolutely terrible. Like garbage. Like that that is like I was I was floored by how bad Florida State's offensive line was. Like you know, these kids are are really good athletes, I assume. I I mean, I can't imagine that Florida State is a school that O-linemen are like, "Nah, I don't want to go there." You know, like I, I know yeah. I know they're not O-line you, but they They've always had really really good linemen. I will say they've had some turnover recently. Yeah. Um, you, I mean, last year they had like five returning starters or whatever, but every year they always have a very cohesive unit and you're right. They looked like garbage. They were terrible. And that's, and that's a huge thing. It's like, if you can't, if you don't have time to do anything, you're going to be terrible, especially in college. I didn't think Francois looked that bad. Like I thought that, you know, I thought some of his decision-making could have been a lot better, but you know, he just had no time to throw on anything. The running lanes weren't there again. Like I said, I looked at those running backs and said, these guys look real like they're really good players, and they were getting just eaten up in the backfield on every carry. It was like that that one huge, um, I think it was Akers had like an 86-yard run or something. Um, yeah. that he, got, he just got caught at the five. That was even on a play that he had to like break a tackle on the edge that was going to be brought down for like a one-yard loss. Like It was mm-hmm. like, like he broke, it was an, a complete individual effort. He had no blocking help. It's like, so, so yeah, that offensive line was very, very disappointing to me. Uh, Miami, you know, I think also looked pretty bad. But like you said, it's it's a lot of that when you're facing a really well coached, disciplined, good team. Um, you know, I, I do think that a little bit lost in the disappointment on Miami and FSU is how good LSU and Virginia Tech each looked in these two games. I think they looked like yeah. really good teams. I'm not. I'm going to give it to LSU. I think. I mean, they're they're a much better team than Miami in that game. Yeah. I think Florida State did not have it. Their yeah, offensive line looked bad. Uh, I love Willie Taggart. I think he's going to be great for the program, but he made some very bad coaching decisions, the, uh, um, especially when when they got to the one yard line and scored. They he ran a it was a a touchdown that wasn't reviewed, so he ran to the line and yeah, hiked the ball, yeah, rather than letting them review his own touchdown, which would have been a touchdown. Yeah, you know. The, um, so I. I, I I don't know if you heard this later in the broadcast, which was baffling to me, but on the broadcast later, they said the reason that the ACC officials didn't review that play was because they were certain that he didn't score. Did you hear them say that? No. They said later that... There's no way, because it was a touchdown. I agree, but but so what, what the when they had the rules expert on, they said that... Because um, that, remember, there was a false start on the next play. There was a false start, and yeah. the rules expert and, and said... They, they, and then they missed... Didn't they miss the kick that drive? They, or something. I, they might have. Maybe they no, no, did no, get. No, they made maybe they the, did get three. They made the kick, but still. Um, but the rules expert said that after, during that false start, you're allowed to still review the play after the false start, even because it's reviewable until the next live snap, like the next the mm-hmm. next time the ball's live. And so then later, like a couple drives later, the announcers were talking about it, and they said that they got word from the ACC crew that the reason they didn't call it onto the field to review it was because they were certain he didn't score. And I was like. That's it has to be a joke, like he because he did score. Yeah. So, um, there was that, and I thought you're right. Uh, Willie made a bad call on their fourth down. I think when they had they called the or no third down, but they called a timeout and they come out in the wildcat and like had a yeah. a double running back read option. Like like what like what are you doing? <laughs> like that yeah. is so not necessary right now. Like, and you, they they really did continue to to run these outside running plays that were getting blown up. Yeah. I mean, I know you have like a game plan, you got to stick to it, but DeAndre Francois needed need to throw the ball way more yeah. earlier. Like they need to get him some easy throws. We have really good wide receivers, really good running backs, get some screens in there. It was just a lot of blown up running plays. I think I saw like we had over 30 plays go for zero or negative yards. Yeah, that's wild. It's wild. So, um, so yeah, so FSU disappoints. So I agree with you completely on the, on the, the comparison of those two winning teams in that LSU, I think you got to hand it to LSU. They looked like a dominant football team. I think that they're moving up the rankings and they are quote unquote back, I think as, as an SEC power, at least this year, they, I think that's a team that absolutely will contend with the likes of the Alabamas and the Auburns and the other teams that are at the top and the of the SEC colleges. and the Boston colleges, maybe. I mean, they're they're close to BC's level, but not quite. Um, but no, but I on the FSU side, I think Virginia Tech looked great early, but Virginia Tech failed to really close that game out despite FSU's constant yeah. uh, like ch- attempts to give them back, give them the game. You know, 
So that's that's an, that's one negative mark for Virginia Tech in that. Um, so so yeah. So those were the ACC had a lot of storylines like that um, as far as the surprises. You know, across the rest of college football, I'm trying to remember there wasn't anything huge. I don't think Notre Dame yeah, big I've win got- over Michigan. Notre Dame beat Michigan uh, 24-17. Um, Auburn beat Washington yep. 7-9. Yep. I saw uh, I saw some stat. 21-16. I saw some stat that Auburn's like playoff chances went up by like 25% by beating Washington in that game. But like because wow. of because of like their schedule or or and whatnot like um, cuz that was obviously the number it was a 6 versus 9 I think matchup and like mm-hmm. so that's a top 10 opponent. And with the rest of their schedule or whatever, they must have a lot of easier games. But I saw that their college football playoff chances went up 25% by winning that game. So wow. that's pretty wild. But um, Also, uh, Penn State survived an overtime game against App State, yeah. Appalachian State, who's notorious for, be, for being a giant killer. They, yeah. they can take down anyone at any time. Mm-hmm. So that's I don't read too much into that. Yeah. Um, and then, most importantly, defending national champs, uh, UCF beats UConn fifty six to seventeen. That is big. That is big. Uh, that's huge. So, uh, defending national champs came out, put a whooping on uh, UConn, and look to uh, repeat this this season. Yeah, absolutely. So, uh, so yeah, lot lots, and al- and also yeah. uh, defending co national champs in Alabama. <laughs> Beat uh, Louisville fifty one fourteen. Yeah, they put the put the hammer down on Louisville. the The Alabama quarterback situation is an interesting one. We don't have to dive into it, yeah. but I just think it's kind of hilarious, like how Nick Saban is. Did you so, hear Sa- yeah. Saban get? He got salty. He's so rattled by this. Like, I was maybe you you could probably can you insert that clip if I if I ask you to do it. Yeah, I can do that. Let's play it right here. Let's get down to Maria with Coach Saban. All right, Coach, everyone had questions about who was going to start at quarterback when this game started. What answers did you have about your quarterbacks after watching both of them play tonight? Well, I still like both guys. I think both guys are good players. I think both guys can help our team. All right, so why do you continually try to get me to say something that doesn't respect one of them? I'm not going to, so quit asking. Yeah, so there's Saban just kind of uh, <laughs> just snapping he's at the He's mad. Yeah. I mean, he's he's been very, very weirdly cryptic about it he's usually pretty open and will say anything to the reporters and like not like bill belichick style like short answers or whatever right and he just he just wouldn't give an answer about his quarterbacks which seems like something you should have figured out by the first game yeah well and and what could college season what could be contributing to his um to to his kind of being frustrated by that is like Jalen Hurts came out and made comments too before the season. And we talked about it on one of our podcasts, I think that Hurts came out and said that he felt like it's been mishandled the way that the team has kind of treated him since he got pulled in the national championship game. So um, you wonder if Saban's like kind of losing a grip on this quarterback situation a little bit, as far as like, not, not in the sense that I think that their team's going to unravel, but he's certainly not, um, he's not handling it gracefully the way we see him normally handle most things that are kind of his answers are kind of usually yeah i'm over saving yeah i'm over him dude he's yeah he needs to go i i respect him but i i'm kind of his act is a little bit old at this point i think so yeah it's getting tired um Um, so yeah that's any uh, other final thoughts on college football because i want to move to my favorite sure. sport, which is pro football. Yes, and uh, I don't think so this week. I think uh, there's a lot of in- – second week uh, – next week there are not a ton of interesting games because a lot of teams have their second cupcake or first cupcake matchup. Uh, so week three is really when a lot of the marquee matchups come back, I think. So uh, so we'll revisit then. But, yeah, for me, nothing else on college football at this point. So moving to the NFL. It just feels good to have – it just has, feels good for football to be back. It does. It feels great. There's just football on TV, and it's great. It is awesome. Yeah. All right, let's do NFL. <laughs> All right. So uh, so NFL is back uh, starting in a couple of days here. We're recording on Tuesday night. Uh, it's Thursday night is when the NFL comes back with the opener with the Falcons and the Eagles. Um, so we look at what's uh, on tap here for the NFL season, and we can do some predictions. So uh, what, what do you have in mind here? I saw you wrote down predictions. So what are, what are, we, what are we trying to predict? I'm just thinking like, surpri- like surprising teams or who's your Super Bowl pick. I don't know yeah. if you, what you want to do, but I just sure. – I was kind of like, like a hot I'm getting amped or, for the season, yeah. so yeah, I just want to start talking. All right, so I have, I have a hot take. I, I have a, okay. I have a spicy take um, that is, is double the spiciness considering it's coming from me. I um, think I know what you're gonna say. I Can think. I guess. I think there's. Yeah. Go ahead. It's about the Jets. No, 
It's not about Darn the Jets, it. but what did you think it was okay. going to be? I thought you thought the Jets were going to be better oh. than people give them credit for. Uh, I think they will be maybe better than a laughing stock. Like I think that the Jets could. <laughs> I think the Jets could be the second best team in the AFC East. Like I like I think that the Bills are, the Bills are the Bills are, the Bills are pumped about starting Nathan Peterman. Like like they're. Like the Bills, tw- which is pathetic. The Bills tweeted it in like saw, all capital I, letters and an exclamation point. Like, <laughs> I, I saw I saw a tweet that said um, Colin Kaepernick should just print out the tweet of Nathan Peterman starting for the Bills as evidence he, for collusion yeah. against him in the NFL. He really should. He, <laughs> just, he should just bring that walk into court and show that tweet. Like the Bills are starting Nathan Peter- and the, Peterman. Yeah. I rest. I rest my case. <laughs> Um, so, so no, my, the hot take is not about the Jets, although I will say I think the Jets have a real chance to be the second best team in the AFC East. I'm not w- willing to go far enough yet to say the Patriots are going to finish worse than first place in the AFC East. Um, but mm-hmm. my hot take is regarding the Patriots, and it is that I think there is a more than real possibility the Patriots start 0-2. Ooh, why? So I just – so – the Patriots open against Houston, which I think is a very tough matchup. They don't have at home. they don't have Julian Edelman. Um, the let's it is at home, so the Patriots do play Houston at home. So like, I'm not I'm not gonna I'm not gonna go as far as say I expect the Patriots are gonna lose, but the Patriots are facing a very good defensive front. You know that's the blueprint to beat the Pats. Is you know JJ Watt and Jadavian Clowney is is the blueprint I would yeah. say. Um, Deshaun Watson's coming back. He lit up the Patriots last year in a game they should have won. If you remember, Brandon, Brandon Cooks had the winning touchdown with like a second left. Um, the Pats have no Edelman. They have you know a lot of uh, holes in the re- in the receiving core right now. I just think that's a tough one. And then week two, they're going to Jacksonville in what's Jacksonville's home opener in a revenge game after the AFC Championship last year, and they still have no Julian Edelman for that game either. So they're going to be Jacksonville is going to be pumped. They're going to be going too. nuts. They've, for they've that game. circled. They've circled that game on the calendar for a long time. Yes, a hundred percent. So and that defense is extremely good still. And Jalen Ramsey's in their whole secondary is very good. So again, I'm not like pushing a panic button because I think that the Pats will still probably go like twelve and four if I had to make a prediction. Um, but I think there's a real chance that they start zero and two and that people will start freaking out a little bit. And I, it'll be too. People start calling for Brady it, to retire. Yeah, and, yeah. Yep, I know so, exactly so how it goes. We've seen that happen, and so that, that's my hot take: is that I think there's a there's a more than so there's a there's a decent chance the Patriots start zero two. So that's my that's that's the hot take I'll start with. I think that's a great hot take. Um, I unfortunately feel the opposite about well, not unfortunately. I think the Bucks aren't going to go zero and two. I think they're going to go like zero and seven <laughs> or something. The the Bucks are going to be terrible, yeah. unfortunately. Yeah. Um, my hot take, however, although this isn't super hot, uh, Andrew Luck comes back, still sucks. <laughs> he's going to suck the entire season. Um, he's not going to finish top five, most likely not top 10. Um, and then my other hot take is um, the Green Bay Packers, not going to make the playoffs. Really? Okay. Yeah. That that yeah. second I know Aaron Rodgers take. can will it into existence, but they've been going up and down for a long time. I know Aaron Rodgers got um what's his Jimmy didn't he get Jimmy Graham or someone? Yeah, he did. Um, so but I, they lost um Jordy, who Jordy and um I, I couldn't even tell you who their running back is right now. Uh, um, so Jamal think, Williams is their starting running back. I only know that because of fantasy football preparation. <laughs> Jamal. Yeah, Williams. so I think it's going to be a lot of Aaron Rodgers and a depleted wide receiving core mm-hmm. and a new running back. And um, I don't know. They've had an up and down season for the past couple of seasons. And I think this is where it comes back to bite him. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, I, I my surprise that. team, my surprise team, I'm going to say, I was going to say the Texans, but I don't think that's super a surprise. Yeah. Um, but I think the Texans will make the playoffs and Deshaun Watson's going to be nasty. Mm-hmm. Do you have a surprise team? I'm thinking um, my surprise team. I think the Raiders are going to suck. I think Gruden's first season is going to stink. I think they'll be, think they'll stay. Um, I could see them stinking. Um, they're the I oldest think, yeah, fun fact. The Ra- the Raiders are the oldest roster in the NFL and they traded away uh Mac. Yeah. For no reason. Yeah. Yeah. Um, so cause they didn't want to pay him, which is just yeah, like, I think Gruden's kind of an outdated, outdated coaching style I, I kind of like Greg Schiano, like toe on the line style I, I could see that being a possibility and, and Oakland just went so all in for him like they didn't it wasn't even like a, oh okay well yeah we like you but 
you like you probably have to modernize your style. It was like, no, please, what do we have to do to bring you back? And it was like that like, yeah. without even a thought of what his modern style might be. He's like, know? get rid of our best player. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, yeah, like actually. So um, for me, I think uh, if I had to pick a surprise to I'm kind of with you. I, I, I this is one of those years I don't feel like there will be that much change from the playoff teams last year, to be honest. Like I, like I agree Houston's getting in this year. So they're going to replace, uh, let's see, I don't know, maybe from last year's AFC playoff teams, maybe Buffalo, you think? I think maybe Buffalo won't make the playoffs. Buffalo sucks. <laughs> like, I don't know how they made the playoffs <laughs> last year. but um, So I think that Houston takes Buffalo's place in the AFC, but in the NFC... So the ti- I, the, titan- the uh, Titans so the, don't make the playoffs either. So the, the, Well, true. The Titans made it... The Titans make it last year? Titans made it last yeah, year, and wow. Mariota threw more interceptions than touchdowns. Yeah, wow, wow. Um, yeah. So, yeah, I mean, like, you know, I think the Titans made a few good acquisitions, but I don't think that they're going to be anything significant yet. I mean, I guess maybe, you know, if you can call them that, I think maybe San Fran has a chance to be a surprise team. But, like... I was going to say San Fran, too. I mean, I don't know how surprising it is now with the expectations being kind of high on Jimmy G, I think, or at least I feel like they're kind of high. Um, And so, I don't know. I guess the last one I would say is Cleveland's, believe it or not. Like, I think Cleveland... Could be a surprise in that they aren't going to be zero and sixteen. You know, I, I think I think Cleveland's going to win some games. Um, so, did, have you heard what um, Budweiser did for the Browns? Yes, yes, I saw that. Um, that so, for the listeners who don't know, the Budweiser installed beer fridges, wind fridges, in <laughs> about twenty bars around downtown Cleveland, and they're locked. There's like a, a padlock on each one. And they're set to open up and release free beer. It's like a giant industrial size fridge, like a one you'd have in your home, just filled with beer. Um, and as soon as the uh, Browns win their first game, like all they have to do is win <laughs> one football game, all of the fridges automatically open up and everyone gets free beer. So they're thinking they're going to lose to the Steelers in the first week, probably lose to the Saints in the second week. They have the Jets at home on September 20th. All right. And then the Raiders away on September 30th. So those are probably their two earliest options to open the beer fridges. But I feel like that's going to make for a great Super Bowl commercial. Because yes. Budweiser's definitely just planning a Super Bowl commercial for these fridges. Yeah, 100%. 100%. That, yeah, that, that's that's a great point with the, the Super Bowl commercial. There's going to be cameras everywhere when, they, when they're when they potentially going to win it and when they win it. That, that, yeah. that that's, that's a hilarious promotion. So, um so let's put it this way. I think that those fridges will be opened at some point this year. <laughs> um, <laughs> yeah. so. I think the, the Browns win one game. <laughs> Which um, is kind of saying also, something. I, I want you, uh, last piece about the NFL, I want you to read what I wrote down here about the Bills. Sure. Uh, Bills start garbage pail Nathan Peterman over dirty diaper Josh Allen. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> That's how I feel about both of them. I think they're both going to stink. I completely agree um, with you. I, and take that take that to the bank. I have people that in my fantasy leagues that drafted the Baltimore Ravens defense solely because they play Buffalo week one. Like, <laughs> yeah. I, I mean, Nathan Peterman threw five interceptions in the first half the last time he started a game. So Yeah. Um, and they're like, oh, he's had a really good preseason. Yeah. yeah. That's what they sound like. <laughs> <laughs> So, uh, so any other thoughts on the NFL? Um, kind of a good little primer of some. No, just that I'm jazz. I mean, I usually takes. hype up the Bucks and say how good we're going to be, but I just don't think we have it this year. We have a really tough schedule. We yeah. actually have the hardest in the Super Bowl era for the first three really? uh, games of a season. Wow. Yep. That's tough. Um, in combined wins by teams, we play the Saints, the Eagles, and the Steelers. That is back that is nuts. <laughs> that is an insanely hard schedule. Yeah. Um, yeah. Although the Eagles may not have Wentz still, but uh, it's still they're still a very well constructed team. Um, they still won and, the Super Bowl without him. Yes, correct. <laughs> um, although I, there have been reports that Foles does not look good in in uh, camp so far in preseason for whatever. Foles didn't worth. look good for <laughs> six seasons before he won a Super Bowl. <laughs> It's a great point. I'm not. I'm not gonna buy that. <laughs> but it's not the Super Bowl. You're not facing him in the Super Bowl, so that's true. Maybe he'll stink because it's not the Super Bowl. <laughs> um, and then the last thing to watch is the Le'Veon Bell situation, which I don't want to talk about right now. But that's a very uh, weird situation and an interesting situation uh, to monitor yeah. because he's still not reported. I'm confused about that. I mean, I think he'll be reported by. I mean, he he's too good to sit out that's what, a season for the Steelers. That's what most people think, but he but 
you never know. I mean, tomorrow is Wednesday is really when he's got a report by as far as like being able to be playing, I think, like this weekend. Um, mm. It's interesting because he's taken a relatively hard stance on that with feeling like he has not been treated fairly by the GM and the front office. And then they come out and say they're disappointed in him. It's it's a weird dynamic there. So I'm interested to see how it plays out. But um, yeah. But yeah, so. Um, any closing thoughts on the NFL before we move it on to one more sports? Uh, keep an eye on the Chargers defense. Chargers defense, all that's right. My, that's, that's my last uh, hot take. The Chargers defense is going to be lit. All right. Good good to put that one, put it away in the back pocket for, for later in the yeah, season. Yeah, I so. had to get it down for uh, posterity. <laughs> yeah. um, all right, so moving. At least it's, at least it's memorialized somewhere. Yeah, exactly. Um, moving into the last topic here, U.S. Open. I'm going to let you handle this one because I haven't really watched any of it, but uh, we got the sure. men's, men's and women's bracket updates. Um, yes, we do. And and something you may not know, Derek, is Federer lost yesterday. Wow, I did not know that. Um, so Federer, who is kind of having this dream comeback, not comeback, but he's just been in the, the public eye a lot more because he's playing really well. Um, he lost to John Millman, hmm. um, an unranked Australian player, and he lost pretty handily. Um, so we're at the quarterfinals. All your favorites are still involved. Uh, Rafael Nadal's still in it. Novak Djokovic is in it. Um, someone everyone should be watching for reasons I'll explain in a minute, but Kei Nishikori from Japan. He plays Marin Cilic um, in the quarterfinals. But Kei Nishikori, fun fact about him, is he and my mom both had physical therapy at IMG Academy in Bradenton, Florida. Wow. Um, it's a big tennis facility and my mom hurt her ankle and he hurt his ankle so they had the same therapy session so for about six months my mom would go to this physical therapy like <laughs> twice a week and sit next to Kei Nishikori one of the best tennis players of in in the game right now and she said he was such a sweet little kid he was like very very polite and quiet <laughs> and like said yes ma'am no ma'am thank you um and so we really really root for Kei Nishikori because he's a great guy and I also just heard how much do you think Kei Nishikori makes a year in endorsements? In endorsements. Um, he's sponsored by Uniqlo. He's a 21-ranked um, male tennis player, and he's he's the only Japanese player on the tour, so okay. he's, he's relatively big in Japan. Oh, man. Uh, $10 million. $35 million. $35 million. Bucks. Wow. In endorsements only. That's wild. Yeah. That's a lot more Who than even I needs it? What do you, how do you, what do you even spend that money on? <laughs> Um, so we're rooting for him. He's, he's in, I still have it. Djokovic Nadal in the finals. That's what it'll probably be, but, um, there'll be some good matches coming down right, the, down right. the pipeline. Cool. Um, women's, uh, there's two American women's left or women left. Uh, obviously Serena Williams, who's been playing out of her mind. Um, and Madison keys, who's never won a major. She's 23. She's pretty young. She's like the young up and coming American. Um, she plays a former major winner in, uh, Suarez Navarro. Um, and then it's going to be, Basically, either Madison Keys and or uh, Suarez Navarro versus Serena Williams because Serena Williams has a cupcake. Right. Um, so depending on who you want to root for, I would just root for Madison Keys and Serena Williams, and we'll have an American win uh, the U.S. Open. All righty, there you go. So uh, rooting for the Americans, and uh, and so when does that all wrap up? When will we? Uh, about a week. A week. Okay. So, so it's week. um yeah next Sunday. All righty. Cool. Breakfast at the Open. Yeah. All right, so good to know. So uh, right before NFL football gets started on week one of Sunday NFL football, you can watch an American win the Open. Um, mm-hmm. That's what we want to see. So any that's what we want to see. Any closing thoughts on sports? Um, no, just that I'm going to start playing uh, intramurals here at Stetson. Ooh, nice. Uh, I'll keep you posted on. Listen to these team names. Are you ready for <laughs> I'm this? Ready, yeah. I sh- this should have been my opening drive. <laughs> so they have to be um, legal related because were I'm at law school. Of uh, do you know what my basketball team name is? No. Uh, I'm going to say no, I don't. <laughs> yeah. Is it anything to do with toys? Make it a rain. No, oh. almost. Uh, make it a rain. Okay, nice. Because arraignment, yeah, yeah, you know yeah. what arraignment is. Yeah, yeah. yeah. make it a rain. Um, and our football team name is uh, Show Us Your Torts. Because <laughs> do you know what a tort is? No, but I, I can assume it's a legal pun. It's a legal term. Either do I. I haven't, I haven't taken that class yet, but it's a legal term. <laughs> Um, so show us your torts and uh, make it a rain, and uh, I'll keep you posted so that's, on those That's too. basketball and football? Basketball and football. All right. Very, very cool. Uh, so good luck to Steve, uh, Steve's two intramural teams that will be getting started soon. 
Uh, and that'll close up sports and bring us into the uh, last section, which is pop culture. All right, so pop culture. Um, we got two topics. <laughs> we have two topics. One is a little lower impact than the other. <laughs> one. Um, the so, the first topic. All right, let, you, let, you describe the first. Topic. Yeah, let's start with the one that is like between these two. The one that is way more wide ranging and impactful, really affecting the lives of every person in this country. I would say, uh, pop culture yeah. wise. So, buckle up. Um, a woman at the U.S. Open dipped her chicken finger in a bot in a cup of Coke, Coca Coca Cola, <laughs> yeah. and then she ate it. Coca Cola. She ate it and like, then ate it on television. Like her child. She didn't know she was being filmed. Like I think it was probably her child's cup of Coca Cola with ice in it, and she just reaches her chicken finger over and dips it in that cup of Coke, and eats it. Um, it was incredible. And I e- saw it live. And everyone in America is now sh- shaken by this. So. Everyone is very rattled. Shaken for better or worse. Rattled for better or worse. Yes. I don't really know. Um, I've, <laughs> I've heard that she was interviewed by a couple like news outlets right after. And she says, like, people are like telling me I need to go to jail. <laughs> and like, they're like, tell me. She's like, I'm being harassed for dipping a chicken finger in soda. Like, <laughs> get, off, get off my back. Oh, man. Um, as she should. She, as she obviously should. Yeah, I mean, she's a psycho. She's a psycho. Um, <laughs> she needs to be in an insane asylum. Yeah, I think she needs to be put on a watch list, I would say. Um, like, yeah. I don't know if I would I would put her in an insane asylum yet, but I would certainly start monitoring her activity a little. Like, yeah. Like, what else, at do, least, what else do you do? Like, At least get evaluated. Yeah, like, right? let's figure out why she did that, you know? Like see a professional. Maybe she has really bad eyesight. Maybe she thought that was a cup of barbecue sauce. You know, if that's maybe, if, yeah. You know, if we could determine that, then we could just get her a pair of glasses, and then like it'll be fine. But, um, but I truly but, hope that's the case. But she was at a sporting event, so and you watch a, you watch sports at a sporting event, so I have to imagine she could see. Well, and she presumably well ordered ordered the the thing Correct. that she was using. Right. right. <laughs> yeah. You're right. <laughs> That that also would be a safe uh, assumption. She probably ordered that stuff, yeah. so she knew. So that was... if you haven't, <laughs> if you haven't seen this woman dip her chicken finger in soda, then you obviously don't have Twitter because it's everywhere. <laughs> um, but look it up somewhere. It's pretty weird. Um, but it has nothing to do with anything. We just, it for some reason has caught fire. Yes, uh, in the world recently, and people are <laughs> people don't know how to feel about it. No, they sure don't. Um, so how do you feel about it? I don't know. <laughs> I don't know how to feel about it. Um, I am. I'm also kind of rattled by it. I, for a second, I was like, I was like, should I judge that before I try it? And I was like, then I was like, yeah, I, yeah, no, I'm definitely okay to judge that. I have never tried it, and I don't plan to. Um, yeah, I don't think it's. Do you want to hear? Yeah, you want to hear my uh, internal conflict? Yes. So, as you know, and all the listeners know, I am a self-proclaimed sauce guy. Right. Does this soda cross <laughs> the threshold? Does it? Does it meet the element? Of a sauce. Is it a sauce? Is a sauce just something you use to dip other things in? This is one of those debates now. This lady has started hot dog is a sandwich. Is that soda officially a sauce and do I have to support that decision because I support all sauce? If she dips her chicken fingers in it, is it a sauce? Does it make it a sauce? It's a great question. Um... I don't know how to feel. It's, it's I making mean, me upset. It, like, because like the first thing that comes to my mind is that the soda is too liquefied to be sauce. But then, like, I guarantee that we can find a sauce that is soy just, sauce. Just yeah, yeah, or like, got like, yeah, like got the like Worc- at, Worcestershire at, sauce. Worcestershire, yeah, or like uh, garlic butter, like sauce, kind of like <laughs> yeah, you know, at a Harpoon Brewery. Liqu- like that, liquidity is not a factor. Yeah. So then, and therefore. Like it has flavor. It's it's something that she dipped her chicken finger in. I don't know, man. Like, it doesn't make me feel good. I'll say that. No, the, no. These debates never. Usually, make me, I have a. These existential debates good are feeling. terrible. <laughs> yeah, I never have the right answer, and I desperately yeah. don't want soda to be a sauce. But yeah. I feel like I can't argue against it. Yeah. So that's really tough. <laughs> this is especially Here's, tough maybe, for you. Do you? Can you not? Should you not be able to drink sauce through a straw? 
Okay, yeah, that's a good. Um, yeah, that's is that good. an identifier? Anyway, identifier. I, we we can't get too far down this rabbit hole. Yeah, yeah. Um, but anyway, a woman dipped her chicken finger in soda, and it has it has split our brains in half. It sure has. It sure As has. You can see. Um, so that that's the that's the heavy topic. Let's move to some lightweight stuff. <laughs> um, so in much lighter news, Nike has picked Colin Kaepernick to be the the face of their new campaign uh for i'm not the just do it the the i think 10th or some something anniversary 30th. 30th 30th anniversary yeah of course not 10th i don't know why i said 10th um 30th anniversary of their just do it uh campaign um Colin Kaepernick is the face there are losers all across the country uh burning their nike shoes um so i mean just some lightweight stuff there. What were your thoughts? Speaking of things that are catching fire, <laughs> there's a lot. There's a lot of hardcore Republicans and, and conservatives who are burning their already paid for expensive Nike gear to own the libs. Yeah, um, they're literally just t- recording videos of themselves throwing three-year-old Nike shoes in the fire, or cutting the the Nike swooshes off their shorts or socks, and it is my favorite thing that's happening on the internet right now <laughs> by far. Um, uh, this, it's one of the more like asinine debates in general is just the, like the kneeling versus standing for the anthem. Cause that's, it's, if you don't understand why they're doing it by now, you never will. And you're yes, just an idiot. Correct. Um, but the fact that they're using, did well, they did this with something else with Keurigs. Maybe there people were throwing Keurigs yeah. out the window or yes. something. I love it. Whenever someone <laughs> takes a stand, people think they're taking a stand. And like, sure, you, you vote with your dollars. Maybe you don't buy Nike gear anymore. If you don't want to, that's your choice. But to go so far as to videotape and destroy the current items you have after you've paid for like, <laughs> you don't donate them. It's not yeah. about, like, why wouldn't you donate them? Why wouldn't you say, hey, I don't support Nike anymore. I'll give it to the homeless, you know, or something like because that would I be, don't support them anymore. Because that would be sensible. Because destroying it does nothing. Destroying it literally does nothing. Nothing except at all. Waste, waste your money and waste a nice pair of clothing. Yeah. Um. So, I am, I'm over the moon that that Nike's done this because it's, a it's a it's a very big stance which I support and I, yeah. it's about time that that a big company has weighed in on on this issue because it's really stupid that we're even talking about it. Yeah. Um, but the fact that it's like Nike, like a young hip brand and like all these elderly white dudes are are cutting the swooshes off their (laughs) socks with, they're wearing like the white new balances and Nike socks. Like I'll never wear Nike again. Like good. You're bad for their brand. If you wear (laughs) Nike, everyone thinks it's lame. Yeah. So don't. (laughs) Um, so I'm, I'm all for it. I think it's great news. Yeah, I completely agree. What's your opinion on it? (laughs) No, I, I am completely with you. I was trying to look up. Uh, yes, here we go. So, uh, I, I will say this. I don't love the, um, the phraseology or that the, it's, um, what is it? It's in order to stand for something, you have to sacrifice everything. Yeah. I'm like, that's a little, that's a little hardcore. Like I, I get yeah. it. I, I, you're, it's a cool phrase and it's, it's probably true, but I think it's just kind of like, the dude's trying to bring awareness to uh, police brutality, and it's and yeah. it's obviously causing some issues. But that's what he wanted. It's he's not like sacrificing right. everything. He's right. he's now in the public eye, bringing attention to this. It's obviously been misconstrued, but yeah, uh, I don't know. It felt like a so, little, like I, I will. I agree. like he had died. Like he had died, and they they <laughs> yeah. put his like his photo up there with like his, his tombstone. That's what's going to say on his tombstone. I'm like, he's, he's still out there doing his thing. Yeah. And, and so one, the, the, the one thing I'll add to that, um, and I, I want to not go far into this. Um, so I kind of love along, along the lines of what you said, it's like a little bit over dramatic saying like you have to sacrifice everything. Yeah. Um, this is it. For, this and, is the it, word for word. It's believe in something, even if it means sacrificing everything, sacrificing everything. So you know what, you know what situation that, and, and you know, even like even short of like having died, that is obviously like the ultimate sacrifice. But um, even short of that, like, and this is where one of my minor conflicts comes in with the Kaepernick thing is that I, 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 and we talked about this back when Ka- it was in the early stages of the whole Kaepernick thing. 
I don't think either of us were particularly big Kaepernick fans, if I remember correctly. Um, yeah, I hated him, and me too. And I and I, I thought, hated him as a football player. Yes, correct. I thought and I thought Alex Smith deserved to bring that team to a Super even Bowl. Even back when, yes, that's yeah. a, that's a different long. That's back a different from story. a long time ago, we thought he was not a good quarterback. Um, and yeah. so, uh, and that's where I think that there's one piece of this that I don't love with the narrative here is that like if you were to look at this issue right now, you would think that Colin Kaepernick was league MVP, perennial top three quarterback in the NFL who took a stand and then got cut for it. And no one would sign him because he was taking this stance. Like that's the part that gets misconstrued to me, which kind of to me in some ways cheapens it a little bit because it's now in some ways being fabricated almost like Kaepernick was a backup quarterback and now no team is signed. No team signing Colin Kaepernick because there's a massive distraction around him. And I don't think that that's fair. Um, But we have seen with other, NFL players that if you are good enough, you will get signed. It doesn't matter what the hell you did. Um, yes. And so we've seen it with a lot of scumbags in the NFL. Um, yeah. I mean, he yeah. needs to be starting over Nathan, Nathan Peterman. Peterman. Yes, for sure. For sure. <laughs> um, but 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 there, um, but lost in all this is somehow the fact that like he what he wasn't a great quarterback, and so like a lot most teams would say it's not worth the risk right now of the kind of the the public yeah. reaction to it. Now, again, I disagree. I think that I think that he should be signed by somebody uh, beyond that point. Um, I want to jump back to what you had said about the Nike thing with it, it being the kind of the old white dudes uh, burning their stuff, because this was a great tweet from Chris long. Uh, I don't know if you saw this tweet where no. he, he embedded in this tweet, something that I found hilarious. So Chris long's tweet is quote, Nike is a huge business. They've calculated risk. They may even have a reason to believe this will make the brand more popular, which means the guy burning his white air monarchs is in the minority. Bitter pill to swallow, I'm <laughs> sure. Good luck with the protest. Bet they anticipated yeah. it. Have you seen what uh, white air monarchs are? Have you seen that shoe? No. Just do a I'm quick Google, Google right search now. of white air monarchs, and I have a feeling you're just going to laugh because he definitely chose, oh, he, yeah. ch- he chose that it's shoe so on purpose. Because <laughs> that is the that is the audience that is burning these shoes is, yes. is the dudes that own those shoes. Um, yeah. So I thought that was a funny, that funny little uh, em- embedded piece of that tweet. Um, for those of you, you look it up on your own there, but it is clearly the, uh, the, it's kinda, a shoe the that old your white dad guy owns. shoe. Yeah. <laughs> it's a shoe that your dad has right now. Guaranteed. It's just exactly. a dad shoe. <laughs> um, so yeah, so uh, basically long story short, it's, created a firestorm but i think we're both glad that nike did it um and it can cont- yeah. it, it keeps the discussion moving forward and really exposes some of these people that are just frankly just idiots um for, yeah. for what, and what the only, they're doing the only bad thing is there's always w- when you take a stand like this it's always easier for the people who have the nike items to make a show of it and burn theirs rather yeah. than someone to run to the Nike store and buy a bunch of clothing. You know, it's, right, right. it's easier to get rid of stuff than to get stuff. Yeah. So, like, the the backlash is... There, there's probably way more positive press and people think way more positively of this, but the negative is shining through because it's way easier to take a video of yourself burning yes, Nike shoes or, or cutting a, a, a Nike swoosh off your pants than it is to record yourself driving to the Nike store and buying a bunch of Nike stuff yeah. and then driving home, you exactly. know? Exactly, yeah. Um, so, it's just not as entertaining. Agreed. So... Um, so yeah, so there's that. Any final thoughts on pop culture? No, I, I'm all for Nike taking a stand, and I wish more companies would do it. Alrighty, I agree. So uh, that brings us into the final drive. Do you want to go first, or do you want to go second? Derek, I want to go second today. All right, all right. So I'll go first. <laughs> um, so with the BC segment removed from the podcast, I had to kind of uh, I had to wean myself off of it here on your your second. So I'm gonna include some BC stuff anyway, just because I couldn't help it. Um, the my final drive is about the tailgate. Uh, we are running the tailgate again this year. We've probably made this pitch to you in years past when Steve and I were both involved. Um, our numbers have dwindled for sure. Uh, some of our key players have lot have have uh, moved away, such as Steve, such as uh, longtime guest Rob and Murph, who you've heard on our show before. Lots of people now have over the years uh, moved away, so we have a smaller group. We're still on Brighton campus. Um, so if you are a BC fan and you tailgate uh, on Brighton campus or anywhere else on, on campus, or even if you don't tailgate at this point, um, please feel free to let me know and swing by. Uh, we'll have people visiting during other games. I know Steve will probably make an attempt to get to a game, but law school's tough mm-hmm. first year. 
Um, but either way, Steve will try to. Rob will probably be back for a game, I'm sure. Uh, and other friends will be coming sparingly as well. So um, if you're ever in the area, ever there, we're on Brighton campus right near the Theology Library. Swing through that parking lot. Uh, come say hi to us. Uh, and also, just let me know if you're going to be at a future game. You're more than welcome to come. Bring some friends. Uh, the tailgate is... Uh, I don't want to say it's on life support, but it is definitely dwindled <laughs> uh, in numbers uh, as far as being able to uh, keep it going. Because it, really the strength in the past was in numbers and that you could spread it around so many people and be able to have everyone pitch in. So um, so definitely uh, keep it going. Swing by and uh, come see the BC Eagles who are looking good this year. So uh, Brighton Campus, that's where the tailgate's at and it's uh, still going strong. Go Eags, go tailgate. Go Eags. Um, okay, are you done with yours? I'm done, I'm done. Okay, so my final drive is I actually, I've heard a lot about this show for a long time, and I finally, finally decided to give it a watch, uh, The Good Place on Netflix. Have you heard of it? I've heard of it, and I think I might have seen it in passing. Yeah, so The Good Place on Netflix, um, it's about, it's really, really interesting concept. It's a little out there, but um, it's uh, a woman, actually, everyone on the show is dead, and they're in this sort of purgatory place, but it's like, a, it's like built for good people they're like they've made it to the good place aka heaven and there's people who are in the bad place aka hell um so the good place is a bunch of different neighborhoods that are specially made for the group of people that are in them um but the main character who's really really funny is and the good place is reserved for like the top zero 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 one percent of people not just like you and you and i good it's for like gandhi good yeah okay um so she she's there and she's pretending to be this good person but she's actually been confused and she's actually like a terrible terrible person (laughs) um so she's pretending to be a good person and she's actually terrible um and they find out now she's trying to be good and they're they're like making an argument how she can be good even though she's like actually a terrible person um there's one character on it who who is obsessed with the jacksonville jaguars (laughs) so and it's so funny he's like dumb as rocks and he's from jacksonville and he just like loves 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 the jaguars um so they they like they all die and he's he's in front of almost like god like or one of god's like employees like in this show um he knows everything he just knows everything and the guy goes all right do you have any questions um i'll answer any question in the entire world and the guy goes i got a question did the jacksonville jaguars win the super bowl last year <laughs> and he goes no he goes oh will they ever win the super bowl he goes unfortunately no and he goes okay i just have like 12 more jaguars questions <laughs> so it's like it's it's very like topical and funny and yeah. um so it's it takes a little bit to get into it's weird but um if you're looking for a new just like bingeable comedy show like 20 minute episodes the good place is not bad <laughs> all right brave right. reviews um, yeah that was a that was a long final drive but um it's it's worth it's worth giving it four episodes all right then decide whether to finish it all right give it a four episode trial and then uh decide if you want to subscribe or not so uh, the good place. I think most people are looking for twenty-minute digestible comedies to binge on Netflix. Is like what literally? Yeah, every, we're in a dry. Every, we're in dry season right yeah, now, and every person in the world can always use more of that. So um, true. So there you go. The good place. Uh, not a bad show. So <laughs> that does it for episode one fourteen. If you heard it here a second, hopefully the audio was uh, good to you guys' ears this time with our kind of new fixes. Um, we'll see how that goes. Steve's going to send me his file soon after we d- we're done recording here. Um, I'll do it. And that is going to be it for episode 114. So uh, we'll see you guys next time on episode 115. Later days.